The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Albert Einstein Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and for this Monday, I'm not going to be talking so much about history as I am ranting. I know I very rarely rant on this podcast, but I've been watching some things over the past several months that do relate to history, specifically the insanity of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result when it comes to history. And I want to talk about that. Now, if you're not in the mood for a rant this Monday, just feel free to skip this episode and we'll be back to history later. Maybe you'll enjoy it and maybe I'll make Monday ranting a normal thing we do. But at any rate, let's get started. Fuzzy's Taco Shop, you can choose between 20 different types of tacos. Search Amazon for pillows and you'll get 9,000 results. And Baskin Robbins famously offers 31 flavors, one for each day of the month. And their flavor library now contains more than 1,400 options. The bottom line is that Americans love having choices, usually far more choices than our limited brains could ever hope to process. Except when it comes to picking a president. In that one area, which should clearly be more important than ice cream and pillows, though maybe not tacos, we're perfectly happy having as limited a number of choices as possible. More than two years from the next election, the two most likely candidates are ones no one was really happy with two years ago, and who will both be past the life expectancy of 75.1 years for men in the United States. Now think about that in terms of ice cream for just a minute. You walk into Baskin Robbins for a double scoop, say one mint chocolate chip and one butter pecan, only to be informed that you can have vanilla or chocolate. And if you don't like that, it's just too bad because they have a monopoly on all ice cream in the country. You would riot. On election day, however, we're perfectly content to walk into the booth, think hard about who is the lesser of two evils, flip a coin, pull the lever, and then head off to Fuzzy's where you at least have some options. And I say try the fried avocado tacos because they're excellent. There are approximately 142 million people over the age of 35 in the United States, 35 being the minimum age required to run for president. The idea that out of 142 million people, Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the two best options is as ludicrous as the notion that out of roughly 11 million eligible candidates in Texas, Greg Abbott and Beto O'Rourke are the best two qualified to lead the state. Yet mass chaos always seems to ensue at the start of a presidential primary season if there are more than just a handful of candidates. We saw this in 2016 when the Republicans set a record by having 17 major candidates, and again in 2020 when the Democrats beat that record with 29 major candidates. 
The media was stunned that there were so many candidates, and all the talk seemed to be about how quickly that field could be whittled down. My question isn't why there were 29 Democratic candidates in 2020 or 17 Republicans in 2016, but rather why there weren't hundreds of candidates each time. Where were the business leaders, scientists, economists, factory workers, musicians for that matter? For all the trouble that's ensued since 2016, the one thing that can be said about Donald Trump is that he wasn't just the same old recycled politician we've been dealing with for decades. For 30 years, it seemed like our only choice for president had to be named Bush or Clinton, which is madness. Now, I realize that ranting about this is about as useful as a petition to set term limits on Congress. It makes me feel better, but accomplishes next to nothing. Maybe, just maybe, we could take a small step as far as the presidency goes. Term limits already exist for the presidency, and there's already a minimum age requirement. So why not set a maximum age as well? Now before you start screaming about ageism, something I've experienced as a middle-aged person looking for a job, consider that commercial airline pilots must retire by age 65, military officers must retire by age 64, and air traffic controllers at age 56. I'd argue that none of these three have more pressure than the presidency of the United States. Yet if President Biden is re-elected in 2024 and serves a full term, he would be 86 years old when he leaves office. That would make him the oldest president ever, 11 years older than Ronald Reagan was when he left office, and a full two decades older than the oldest military officer under his command. It's well known that the pressures of the presidency age a person. Just look at the before and after pictures of former Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama. The only one who seems to escape this is President Trump. And I don't know what his fountain of youth is, but he doesn't appear to, appear to have aged at all. Maybe just playing golf every day makes a difference. President Biden's been in office for only 18 months and appears to have aged 10 years already. Now let me say again, I am in no way suggesting that people in their 70s, 80s, and even beyond have nothing left to contribute to society. Of course they do. And most of them contribute more than I do at 56. Few of those at that age, however, would argue that they still possess the physical and mental stamina to function as the leader of the free world. My dad's 85, and even he reluctantly admits that he can no longer do what he did at 60. I'd still take Nolan Ryan as a starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers at 75, but Nolan's an exception. When was the last time someone, someone truly exceptional ran for office in the United States? I say set the retirement age for president, and Congress for that matter, at 70. Someone serving two terms as president after that would still be three years past the normal life expectancy for men of 75.1 years and right at the life expectancy for women of 78.8 years. As it stands now, with Biden at 82 and Trump at 78 by the time of the 2024 election, the most important question won't be where they stand on the economy or immigration or abortion. The most critical issue will be who they pick as their vice president. And that's no way to run a country. If we keep doing the same things over and over again, and picking the same people 
to give us the solutions that they couldn't in the first place over and over again. History will just keep repeating itself. That's my rant for today. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.